when he gave me life. I was dead in my sins, hopeless, any dream of life crushed. In the grip of darkness, without any true source of light, chose me when I had nothing to offer him, but that's who he is. His love flowed through my soul. He said, awake, awake.
Sin had left a grave. 
seated. We're going to do a scripture reading. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? And he answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? And he said, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Now the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So then Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning. He took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And they, all the people answered, His blood be on us and our children. Then he, de, then he released for them Barabbas, and having Jesus scourged, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus to the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, 
and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand and kneeling before him, they mocked him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. Let us stand as we continue to worship our good king.
we do another scripture reading. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head, they put a charge against him, which read, this is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one at the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lima, Sabachtina. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went to the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, this is truly the Son of God. He was despised and rejected, sorry, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And his wounds, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned, everyone, to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened his mouth, not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that was before shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Let us sing of the living hope we find in Christ Jesus. You can stand with us.
truly is amazing grace. Today we've listened to passages of scripture recounting the death of Jesus of Nazareth. And all over the world, Christians today are remembering this moment for its inexplicable purpose, that God loves us so much and provided a means of reconciliation to him. You see, this is the very essence of where ideologies collide. Because everyone can agree, Christian, atheist, or follower of other religions, that there's something wrong with the world, that it's not quite right. Yet exactly what is wrong and who's responsible, that's where the disagreements are. And while it often leads to fighting and division, like siblings crying out at the same time, you started it. It's your fault. God, through Jesus, speaks to the greater truth. Sin. Sin is trusting ourselves as greater than God. And this is something that we should all take heed of, regardless of our faith stance. Jesus told this parable, he said, to some, he told it to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give tithes and all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles themselves will be exalted. As I share, our usher team is going to bring you a little piece of thread like this on the aisles. And as I talk over, over the next few minutes, what I want the first person on the aisle to do is just where the tape is, pull off the tape and it'll reveal one piece of string that you can start to unravel. What I want you to do is hold on to the end, 
but keep passing the rest of the string around to other people down your row all the way to the end. Just keep passing it across the aisle all the way to the walls if there's somebody on that side of it. And you're all going to hold on to the thread. It's really tight for us up here. We're all spread out so far. You don't have to go across, Janine, you don't have to go across the middle. Just uh, on the two sides, on the two sides to the ends, okay? The two sides to the ends, not across the middle. Otherwise, we'll get everybody all tangled up and nobody will be able to get in and out. It'll be quite a mess. Sin is quite a mess, and that's, that's what we're representing here, but we don't need more chaos than we're already creating in this service here. Now, it's been said that the only reply to what's wrong in the world is, I'm what's wrong. No, not just me. I know you're all thinking I'll agree with that. (laughs) But it doesn't mean everything is your fault. But the thread of sin is in each one of our stories. That scarlet robe that they put on Jesus is filled with the thread of our sin, our brokenness, claiming a false king. For what's wrong in the world, it's me. I do not reflect Christ's love perfectly, nor do I follow his commands without falling short sometimes. And at times I foolishly trust myself more than I trust God, the very things that we're supposed to repent of. In the parable Jesus told, one played the same repeating loop that sin plays. Shift blame. Compare yourself to others. Separate ourselves from our, gu- our guilt. Can look around at others and go, well, compared to those, those like wing nuts, I'm doing pretty good. Compared to the depravity of what they're in right now, I'm looking pretty good. My sins aren't bad that before God. It's just a little small forgiveness that he needs for me compared to those guys. We separate our sin, ourself from the true condition of our sin and how it tangles all of us and affects us all. But with the other provided a confession, honest about his sin, even the secret sins. One could not see how their sin could impact others. And the other saw the scarlet thread of sin that hurt both God and humanity. But the good news is, is that we are loved by God. Loved, not deservingly. Loved with no limits. Loved unconditionally by him for who we are despite our sin. Loved in a way that we could never lose because of who he is. The bad news is, is that we find it hard to believe that someone could love us. We find it even harder to experience that love. 
We work so hard at earning and trying to deserve God's love and God's grace and trying to be in our own eyes what he already sees us as. All of that is still sin. But the good news is grace. And if we're honest with what's wrong with the world, again, I am what's wrong with the world. We are what's wrong with the world. This Good Friday is only good because of the exchange. Jesus Christ came and died in our place, taking upon himself the complete punishment we deserved and in exchange offering us a gift of his costly grace. And if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, following Jesus starts with a decision, a heartfelt, honest prayer, response to him saying, come and follow me. But that genuine decision, it'll be evident by your ongoing steps of following him. Because the call isn't just to believe in him, the call is to believe and follow him. We are what's wrong. Jesus is what's right. And he alone makes us right with God. And it's because of Christ that he alone took the brutality of this Friday and made it beautiful. And if Jesus can do that with his brutality on the cross, is there anything that he can't transform from ashes to beauty in your story? Because Jesus alone takes upon himself the undeniable scarlet thread of sin which breaks us and binds us together. And he does so by his transforming love. It is only because of Christ. Let's sing one more time before we do communion.
have your communion element, you can pull it out now, or if you don't have one, you can just stick up your hand and and uh, one of our ushers will make sure you have one. Because we come to this moment, we come to the table, not because we just can, but because we must, not because we are strong, because we are weak. We come not because of any goodness in ourselves that gives us the right to come, but because we need mercy and grace. And the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup, is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We do that today. We proclaim his death. We know that he is risen today, but we proclaim his death today because it is the way that we have relationship with Jesus. We proclaim that his death covers my sin, your sin, all humanity's sin that calls on his name. So we have to proclaim his death because that's what brings us life. 
So we proclaim it today. God, we thank you for your love shown to us in Jesus. We thank you for his life and ministry, his sacrificial death upon the cross and for the redemption of the world and for raising him back to life again. Thank you for the symbol of your transforming love. Holy Spirit, we pray that we may be renewed into the likeness of Jesus Christ and formed into his body. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, peeling back the first layer of your communion, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us eat the bread. same way as we open the second layer he took the cup after supper and said this cup is a new covenant sealed by my blood no longer are sacrifices needed he is our sacrifice whenever you drink it do this in remembrance of me let us drink sacrifice that you made so that we could be united with you so that we could be reconciled with you we thank you for loving us so dearly for loving us so richly that you would give yourself up for us so today we proclaim your death we proclaim your resurrection. We proclaim you as King of kings, Lord of lords. But we proclaim that you cover that scarlet thread of sin in each one of our lives when we call on you. And we thank you for it, Jesus. you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus for salvation today is your day today is the day of salvation today is could be the first day of you saying yes Jesus I will follow you I pray today that you will hear him calling you and say yes I will follow would you stand with me as we finish singing this song? Because it just doesn't end with him on the cross. It ends with him being our salvation and our savior. Let's sing together. May I never boast. 
much, Jesus, for this incredible sacrifice that you poured your life out for us. We are, we have no words. Thank you just doesn't even cut it. And so God, may we live in this space of trusting the work that you've done while waiting for the completion of it as you work in us. Thank you so much, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. What a beautiful service. May you continue to reflect this weekend and even in the coming weeks on what Christ has done for you. This, this finished work, it is finished. And yet in the waiting, we continue. That's right, it's finished. We continue to let him work in us. And so tomorrow, let's come and even reflect on the waiting. We're going to have a service here, a prayer service and a, and a breakfast. You can be seated if you like. We're going to have a breakfast and a prayer service and an egg hunt for the kids. Everybody is welcome. The prayer service is very kid-friendly. It's interactive. And so we're just going to pray into that waiting, that waiting on what God is doing in our lives, waiting for what we're asking for in our lives. So we'd love for you to come as well Easter Sunday. That is also happening 10 o'clock for both. Uh, come and just, just celebrate what God's done. It's such a time of celebration, and we need to lean into that. As well, just a reminder, there is no youth tonight, and so uh, that, will be, that will be not happening. We'll continue that again next Friday. We'll have an incredible day. Enjoy the sunshine. If you have given your life to Christ or you want to ask questions about this, come on up. We'd love to chat with you. We'd love to connect with you. Have a wonderful day.